Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, May 21st, 2021. It has been 221 days since 20 nominations were announced. Lots of uh, 21s in there. Yeah. I, we're legal all of a sudden or something. Anyway, <laughs> I am Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Deuces are wild. Aces and deuces are wild there. I love you because your deuces are wild. Exactly. Good old Aerosmith song there. Um, anyway... <laughs> We've got a ton of really interesting things happening in the podcast feed this weekend. First up, Jenna Tessa Fox returns with an interview with uh, Andrew Benevenuti, the director of Lilies at the Theater Center. So check that out on Saturday. And then on Sunday, there is not one, but two guests coming to this week on Broadway. And they're married, so they're probably going to be doing it together. Weird. It is the one and only... <laughs> Lauren Marcus and Mr. Joe Iconis. Yes, indeed. Um, and so I've got to tell you, I um, love, love, loved Lauren Marcus in the Jonathan Larson project. Like, I just yeah. kind of was... It was funny because, like, I, I knew who she was, obviously, but I'd never seen her in anything. And then, of course, there's Krista Rodriguez, whom I love, and Andy, Andy Mantis, who I've seen in multiple things. So I was like... Okay, and, and Nick Blameyer, who had seen multiple Blameyer, things. So, yeah, yeah, George Salazar. George Salazar. But it was just kind of like, okay, like I know who Lauren Marcus is, but she's the one I knew the least. I was utterly captivated by They're her They're hosing off the furniture, whatever that song is called. Yeah. Yeah. She's I great. mean, she was, she was great. And obviously, Joe Iconis is becoming an icon. He is. Uh, uh, wow. Anyway. Wow. So, excellent, uh, excellent job. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I welcome. adore them. They're great. They're, I've seen Joe and the family many, many times, especially at the Beachmen. I'm um, sure you would, yeah. Yeah. So love them both. That's going to be a great episode, I'm sure. Yeah. So if you want to hear all of those things before they actually hit the regular podcast feed, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio. All right, Ashley, we're going to do a real quick and dirty news segment for today Ew. at the top of the show, and then we are going to go into an interview that I did earlier this week with, again, not one, but two people. They are sure. not married. Um, <laughs> with uh, Andrew Bancroft, otherwise known as Jelly Donut, and Anissa Folds, otherwise known as Young Niece from Freestyle Love Supreme. We were talking about the Freestyle Love of Supreme uh, Academy yeah, for the most part. Yeah, which you're doing. So that's great. No, yeah. I'm definitely not that's, doing. That's no, what no, no. I hear. I mean, I've already listened they, to the interview. You're, you've yeah. got your confirmation email and everything. Yep. Nice. No, not doing it. Not, no Very chance. Very nice. You guys, if you've heard me over the years talk about my my disdain and fear and utter um, uh, uh, I don't even know what the right word is uh, apprehension for yeah. audience participation, you will know that improv is, is f- freestyle rapping improv is definitely not in my uh, in my repertoire. Yes, but, and, uh, it, a- yes, and your way to success, <laughs> you'll be fine. Yeah, not going to do it. Um, but it's a fantastic <laughs> interview. I love freestyle, love supreme. So check that out at the end of this episode. But before we get into that, we have uh, a number of things we want to talk about. First, it's been kind of a bumpy ride for getting the everybody's talking about Jamie. Uh, movie to actually debut anywhere because of the pandemic. This thing has been pushed back multiple times and, and moved all over the place. Well, it seems like we finally have an answer as to when and where we will be able to see the movie musical adaptation because everybody's talking about Jamie, which is an obviously an award winning West End musical based on a documentary. 
will be uh, streaming exclusively on Amazon Prime Video beginning on September 17th. It was originally been thought that it would be released um, in in cinemas, but that will not be happening Mm. now. It'll be available exclusively on Prime Video, which is happening a lot with movies this year. Um, So that will be coming, and I think a lot of people are very excited about that. I hope this doesn't damper actually people's excitement for this, because I I think there's a lot of people really looking forward to it. I don't think it will. I think actually it would probably increase people's excitement because it makes it more accessible in that manner. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. I've been excited about it since they announced it, so I can't wait and I'll be watching from my couch happily. <laughs> yes, very good. Um, staying in the um, the realm of, of movie musicals, <laughs> on Wednesday night, just before her um, 75th birthday, the one, the only, Cher yes. tweeted out that they are at work on a movie musical about her life. Yes. Now, apparently, this will not be the Cher show, um, <laughs> as, from what we understand. Um, this will instead be a movie musical uh, produced by the folks behind the Mamma Mia films, which obviously Cher participated in Mamma Mia. Here we go again when she was like four years older, older than her daughter, Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually said that um, this will be less like a movie musical, a traditional movie musical like Mamma Mia, and will be more like Bohemian Rhapsody, um, which I, I believe the producers and everybody have some uh, I- involvement with as well. So it'll be more of a traditional movie that includes music into its storytelling as part of like this actually happened in song. Um, but it's share, so it still will probably be very flashy, very crazy, and might as well just be, it will be the share show. Can we get? Stephanie J. Block That's to do what it. I'm I mean, at this saying. point, I don't know. Like they honestly, they cast that musical so well. Uh, I don't. I can't imagine them finding better people for the movie. Like it's this is kind of bizarre I, to me. I will tell you, at one point, um, and actually, you're, for most of the developmental process of that musical, mm. uh, um, Lena Hall played yeah. played uh, middle share. Yeah. There's that is that uh, lady share. Um, and then she so. couldn't do the stage version. She, she actually talked to me about it here on Broadway Radio about how mm-hmm. she wasn't sure she was going to be able to do it because of filming for Snowpiercer, her um, TNT yeah. television show. Uh, she's kind of on the rise a little bit. So Snowpiercer is going really well. They're getting there. I think they're filming season three right now. Yeah, I think maybe so. she's risen uh, enough to be a big enough star to be able to uh, that'd be great to take on the role on the big screen. That I'd would be huge for her. Love so. that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all right, sticking more with theatery or theater tangential things happening on uh, screens, it was confirmed on Thursday that Hocus Pocus 2 will be coming exclusively to Disney Plus next year in 2022. And Ashley, the bigger news Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Jimmy will all be back right. co-starring as the Sanderson sisters. Um, I I can't imagine that they would have done this movie if all three of them were coming back. That's what I'm saying. Like, of course they're coming back because, well, honestly, yeah. why would you watch it otherwise? 
this. I know, exactly. <laughs> I mean, even if like, like if one of them didn't come back, it'd be like, eh, it's not the same. But yeah. it had originally been planned for director Adam Shankman to helm the project. He stepped back and Anne Fletcher is going to be directing this. Shankman is currently in production on Disenchanted and it sounds like because they're going to do this in 2022, the overlap of those two films just wouldn't let Shankman do both. Although I love Adam Shankman mm-hmm. from his early days on So You Think You Can Dance as a judge. Uh, but he's obviously has a ton of musical mm-hmm. movie experience dating back all the way to Hairspray, the film, and True. Uh, and stuff like that. So very exciting there. And then last but not least, I feel compelled mm. to mention this, even though I don't really want to. <sighs> there is going to be a contemporized movie musical based on the original novel of the Phantom of the Opera. Um, it's not going to have anything to do with Andrew Lloyd Webber's version of the musical. Oh It'll just be based on Le Fantôme de l'Opera by Gaston Leroux. I that, know that's that, probably that, horrible. That very Italian book, judging by the accent. Yeah. My last name's Tamanini. What do you want from me? <laughs> um, but that and, uh, La Liaison d'Angerou. Eh, hey, that's uh, better. I always loved that one. Uh, worked on that for years when that show was on Broadway. Not too shabby. Um, but it it will be um, produced by the folks behind the aforementioned Bohemian Rhapsody, so um, we will see. Oh my God, they're getting what the work. Happens there, God. Ew. 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 <laughs> so have fun with that. Yeah, the uh, segue into that of last but not least was choice because well, last but least, yeah, last okay. and least. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a moment, real quick, to talk about our sponsor for this week, Express VPN. Look, it is a wild, wild west out there on the interwebs these days, <laughs> folks. When, when we, when folks my age, as the uh, as the elder statesmen of the millennials, uh, first started getting onto the geriatric millennial, geriatric millennial. Yep, I talked about that the other day. It used to be that the internet was private. You could go on there, you could do whatever you wanted, you could talk to whoever you wanted, but nowadays everything is fair game because there are people and bots out there just crawling the interwebs, collecting and aggregating all of your data for third-party companies that will just unrelentlessly sell that to the highest bidder to use for whatever nefarious purpose that they want. Thank goodness we have ExpressVPN to nip that in the bud. There are hundreds of data brokers out there, as you mentioned, whose sole purpose is to buy and sell your data. And part of that is your IP address. Data harvesters will use your IP to identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, your connection instead gets rerouted through an encrypted server. Your IP address is masked. You are given a random IP address every time you use it. And therefore, those third parties cannot find you. The best part is how easy ExpressVPN is to use no matter what device you're on, phone, laptop, smart TV. All you have to do is tap one button to get protected. So if, like me, you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio and get three extra months for free. That is EXPR. ESSVPN.com slash Broadway Radio. Go to expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio to learn more. 
All right, Ashley, let's, we're still going to stick with things happening on screens. It'll just be of a different sort. Instead of movies type things, we're going to be talking about streaming theater. And the first one is that as the show opens, both in London and New York, the revolutionary mix of live theater and virtual theater hurting cats will be extended through June 21st. It had originally only been uh, set to run for this weekend through the 24th, but this will now be available into next month. This is the transatlantic live and virtual mixed production of Lucinda Coxon's iconic play in which you have two actors on stage at the Soho Theater in London while Greg German is in the United States being streamed in to be a part of that show. Um, So the, yeah. And as a Sondheim person, I feel like you have to love Greg um, as he was in the original company of, of assassins Mm -hmm. and saying my favorite song in the show, unworthy of your love. So I'm very much looking forward to see that. I have a ticket for this weekend. Look forward to watching that. And then we also learned in similar fashion that off Broadway's WP theater had extended the run of the will Bane or of the kill Bane's waitlist. It'll now be available to stream through June 30th. All right, Ashley, real quick before we get into my uh, interview with Freestyle Love Supreme, I have a recommendation. It is a self, mm. uh, a self promotional <laughs> plug. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, Jamie Jurek, who works in marketing at Carnegie Hall, she also happens to be an Ohio State alum, so recently I got her to join the team over at Land Grant Holy Land, the Ohio State sports website that I am an editor of, and today, on Thursday, we released an article in which she and I argued the question, which musical theater character would be the best to coach Ohio State? And what we said was, it had to be a character who originated on stage. It couldn't be Beetlejuice, who originated in a movie and then became a musical theater character. Mm. But it could be a character who originated in a play and then was adapted into a musical. If you know Jamie at all, you know who she picked. Um, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, mine, I went through a whole rigmarole process that I outlined in the article trying to decide um, who I should select. But I feel really good about my option. Okay. Um, and there's a poll at the end of the article that I'm currently getting destroyed in, though. If you want to go over, <laughs> I'll have a link in there to um, uh, to vote. So I would greatly appreciate it if you went and voted for me. Uh, but I'm very proud of my thought process that I went through That's as well to matters. figure this out. That's all that yeah. matters. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, we're going to say goodbye here, but we will uh, feed it into my interview with Jelly Donut and Young Niece here in a second. But we thank you so much for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. Don't forget Jenna Tessa Fox in your fees on Saturday, Lauren Marcus, Joe Iconis on Sunday, and then. Here, right now, right this second, Jelly Donut and Young Niece from Freestyle Love Supreme. So this fascinates me, uh, both of you, the, the Freestyle Love Supreme Academy, because I am somebody who is very much not a performer or hasn't been since like high school. And the idea of improv absolutely terrifies me. Um, so like I would just feel completely at sea to this. So I've always wondered, like, who are the students for the academy? Is it performers who are like trying to add another tool to their to their like special skills section, or is it folks who are just looking to do something completely different? I assume it's a mix, but 
the idea fascinates me and honestly frightens me a little bit. Yeah. I, you know, it's one of the things I think that's really exciting about the Academy for us is it's not just people from one walk of life. Um, we kind of look at it um, as you just described a couple different subsets of our community. There are performers. There are people who have done a lot of improv or came from like battle rapping, you know, did freestyle rap, but no traditional yeah. improv. And they're like, hey, can I perform? Uh, can, can I have more skills in my tool belt? Uh, for rapping, beatboxing, improvisation. And then there's at least as many others who have never performed and just heard that it was a good experience. Or maybe they saw the show uh, on Broadway or off-Broadway and were like, oh, wow, this is terrifying. Should I do something that scares me? <laughs> and they jump in. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's almost – I mean – Anybody doing improv, freestyle, and doing it regularly with some professionals, you're going to add skills. So it's great for people who want to perform more and do it more. For Anissa and I, it's like the more we do it, the more it's yeah. flexing a muscle, you know? Um, but also for the folks who have never performed and find it terrifying, that's really exciting and juicy for someone to be like, okay, is this, this, this thing that might be the scariest thing in the world? Will I die if I do it? And they try it and they use, <laughs> always end up laughing more than crying. No one has died yet. Um, I was going to ask, what's the death just rate? Just so of the you know. <laughs> yeah, we do have a 100% safety track record. Okay, good. Yeah. And it, and people really, uh, you know, kind of gain this superpower of, oh, this thing I thought would kill me or devastate me or have people laughing at me in the wrong way did the complete opposite. Yeah. Uh, I made people laugh and smile and connected and got to share my voice. And imagine what that opens up in someone who's never done that before and is putting themselves out there. I think Jelly said it best. Our students are made up of people like you. And the you applies to you. Anyone who's listening, you, Matt, I mean, like, it's really just, yes, absolutely. <laughs> like our students are made up of, of dentists and, and math teachers and, and rabbis. improvisers and yeah. rabbis and mm -hmm. Jelly's mom. Mm -hmm. Truly anyone can do this. <laughs> and I think that that's what we're, we're trying to, you know, tell people when we, we talk about the academy, it's, it's open to everyone and it's just beautiful to watch people grow and just jump into the deep end. I mean, I came from the academy. Um, I was a fan of Freestyle Love Supreme and I used to go see these guys when I was in college and high school. Um, and I just found out that they were doing this thing, teaching this class and I, it's everything I've ever wanted to do in one. So I jumped at the opportunity and it was such a safe space. And it was really cool to watch these people who have never done this art form before yeah. grow and f grow into themselves and find their voice. And the people that have done it just, you know, have fun. And I don't know. I think it's a, it's a really great place to, you know, try something new. Well, yeah. Well, it's interesting because, um, both of you are obviously in addition to, you know, freestyle improv rappers, you also do other things. Uh, you're both actors and, uh, Anissa, I know you've done a, a ton of theater. Andrew, you've done TV and commercials and all that stuff, but you, Andrew, came from like a, a business perspective and were working in advertising. And Anissa, you came from like, theater and performing yeah. and how i wonder for both of you um and anisa we can start with you and then go to andrew like how does this add to how you do the other stuff you do whatever that other stuff is Ooh, um 
I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I don't miss memorizing things. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, I love theater. And I mean, what we are doing as a form of theater, for sure. Um, but it's just so different because I'm used to a script. So when I first started and we were doing rehearsals for Broadway and they told me there was going to be a week of rehearsal, <laughs> I was scared out of my mind yeah. a whole entire week. That's not how it goes. When you're doing a Broadway show, you at least get a month. But oh my goodness, it was truly just being thrown in you, because you have to do it in order to to succeed at it. You just have to go and it's repetition, repetition, repetition. But um, I think doing freestyle um, with the group is just the most free I've ever felt it's just taught me so much about myself. It's taught me that my voice matters. It's taught me that I have, I already bring so much to the table. It's given me a lot of confidence. It's helped me with speaking to people and, and, um, um, connecting with people and imagine taking all of those things and then applying it to performing in theater. I mean, that's only going to make you a better performer because you have to do all of those things on stage. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's been it's been great. And it's helped me in many walks of life. And I think that that's I mean, we also in the academy, we help people in the corporate world, because you can mm -hmm. take all of those things and apply it there. So there's so much to gain from doing this. Yeah. And Andrew, obviously, you know, she mentioned the corporate world, but you were in advertising, which is like creative, but corporate uh, as well. Was there much bleed over from the freestyle side of your life into that side of your life? Yeah, you know, there, there really was. And, and, you know, creativity for me, I think came before anything else. And I think it does for a lot of people, you know, like as, as kids, we're making up games, we're making up songs and sometimes becoming adults give us less opportunities to do that. But for me, like in my twenties, I was, battle rapping in Oakland, California. And I was making, I had a, I had a theater bus where we'd make up shows on the spot. So like making up stuff was kind of where, where my head was at already in my heart. Um, and then I ran out of money. Uh, and I was still <laughs> paying for Wesleyan, which uh, a number of the FLS folks went to. Uh, so, you know, I got this opportunity to uh, write for advertising and then eventually become a creative director making Super Bowl commercials and stuff. And all all of that was very much helped by this create this making things up on the spot and making things musical. I made a lot of musical campaigns um, that and sketch comedy writing for a group called Killing My Lobster. Those two things like really helped me in the ad world. Um, and then the ad world helped like refine and help teach me how. Oh, and then if you're not just making a video on your own for two dollars, what's it like when you have the best director in LA working mm -hmm. on something, the best DP, the AD? What does an AD do? You know, so I learned so much for from being on production that now I'm in this world of like, okay, how do we bring more improv thinking, this, this like quick thinking on your feet creativity to more people? And I get to kind of explore like, oh, how do I? Teach, tell the message of the academy, which is something we're working on right now. We're trying to like, okay, it's been word of mouth, but like it's going really well and we want more people to be involved. Yeah. So join us. <laughs> there you go. There's Matt, that. That's saving you a spot. I yeah. can, oh, can tell. Uh, You're very ripe. Uh, very, very, very ripe. Um, so <laughs> you mentioned it's going well. And I know that you guys have done a ton of stuff over the pandemic. And I just imagine like, 
I can't, you know, to me, I would think that improv has to be one of the more difficult things to do via Zoom, um, whether it's mm. just because you're not together, you're not feeling the energy or like there's delays. Like, how do you deal mm. with that and be able to kind of create the magic that you all do normally in person when everybody is around the country, around the world and in little tiny boxes on a screen? What do you think, Nace? Yeah, um... <laughs> This pandemic has been bittersweet. Um, I myself was truly very skeptical uh, about doing things on Zoom and yeah. not being around people because I just, it's different when you're around someone, right? When you have that energy that's going throughout the room. And it's different when you're in your home by yourself in front of a screen. But it somehow works. It works. And we've been able to reach so many people. I mean, Jelly and Shock have done really, really great work, and and we we have people where uh, in India, and Switzerland, India, and Australia, yeah, yeah. I mean, the silver lining of like doing things online is that people can tune in yeah. from anywhere and from their homes, and even people in you know in the U.S. who wouldn't have been able to take a live class in New York right. um, can can join us, which is which is great. I, I was skeptical too, honestly, when we were like, <laughs> oh wow. We, our classes were just getting off to a great start. It was really yeah. working. How do we move this all online? But, but we kind of, we did it and just, just tried and it, and we found the most important things. Yeah. There's going to be, especially with music, there's delay, which is annoying to those of us who are like, I want to, I want to be right in the pocket. Right. Um, but that's not the most important thing about what we're doing with the academy. Uh, for us, it's community building. It's hearing the voices in the room that maybe don't get as much airtime. It's overcoming those fears and having each other's back to build something. Um, and all of that totally still works, you know, uh, and we never put emphasis on, oh, you've got to drop a perfect punchline right in time with the music. Like that's not important to us being funny and rhyming. Those are things that accidentally happen uh, yeah. if you're if you're you know really being bold and supporting the people around you so right it's about community and i i know for a fact i mean we've heard it from the people themselves that this community has been a saving grace for so many people myself included i'm sure jelly feels the same way because yeah. of what was going on in the world there was there was just so much this past year and to have that creative outlet um and and to be able to do it in your home and still be able to connect with people is so important. And we were able to offer that. Yeah. Well, I, I'm interested. Does that mean that when eventually, knock on wood, we get back to some semblance of normalcy, will the online portion of the academy continue or will it go back to the traditional brick and mortar stuff in New York? Yeah, I, I I think we're there's no going back now. You know, we've got yeah. this online community, and and it is like people, even people who live and work in New York, I think are going to be working from home a little bit more. Yeah. You know, like it is yeah. easier for some people to tune in and not commute, and there are still I think concerns about COVID are going to remain through into the next yeah. winter season. You know, so um, our goal is to do both. Yes, and you know, is to, <laughs> is to go back to in person classes, hopefully by October in New York yeah. um, and then uh, always keeping our uh, online because the, they've been going so well and we're trying to we're, we've built um, a group That's of like family seven classes that work together yeah exactly yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna keep it both going well I, one of the things I think a lot of people know about uh, freestyle love supreme is that everybody has like a, a rap alter ego or name and Anissa <laughs> you've been 
calling Andrew Jelly. I feel like I know, Anissa, where your nickname comes from. It's kind of right there in uh, Young Niece, but I've got to know, Andrew, where, where does Jelly Donut come from? What What is the backstory there? Oh, it's this very dark <laughs> tale from the streets, yeah. uh, the mean rural streets of uh, China, Maine, where I grew up, a small town in Maine. Uh, my mom called me Jelly Donut because I was a chubby baby and just sort oh, of looked great. like a little... Thanks, Mom. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when it came time for me to, you know, develop a rap name, it just seemed right. Um, you know, she still occasionally called me that. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about, about as hardcore as I am. Um, and, <laughs> and I actually, you know, I was entering kind of rap battles in Oakland uh, at the time when I started using that name more and had a friend, Bill, make a giant jelly donut costume so I could enter oh a God. battle in that. It's very silly. You should have wore um, it. Today. I still have it, still have it in the closet. So that's I'm amazing. Gonna, I'm going to break, break it out again this year. I can feel it coming. I'm excited Thank about that. God. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Anissa said that your mom took a class. Did she actually get a rap name herself since she gave you yours? Oh, we were just, she was just visiting this past weekend and we had a whole debate about her rap name. Oh my goodness. It's so funny. She, uh, well, yeah. So she, she, you know, was going by Queen Mum. Uh, there's this whole joke in our family about her being a queen, no, uh, very regal. And, uh, yeah, so we, we discussed a bunch, but I think, and we'll see if she holds on to it, but yeah. niece, niece helped her find the name recently of nonsense. Um, yeah. but, but spelled sort of like 50, 50 cent. Um, so <laughs> she uh, was my, a nun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that on your bio. Yeah. Yeah. She was a Catholic <laughs> nun for seven years. So it's, uh, you know, she didn't know if she wanted to like hold on to that as part of her, part of her persona, but I think it's hilarious. It's so. so good. No, that is that is very very good. Um, so it's it's been interesting. Like I have been, I don't live in New York, so like I've been watching uh, FLS for a long time from afar. Like I, especially with mm. you know like YouTube videos, and then with the Pivot Show, and then with all the off Broadway stuff, and then saw it on Broadway, and then the documentary. Like it just feels like it's this steady growth um, of this company that just feels like. It's natural, but it doesn't feel rushed. It, it feels like there's mm. these steps along the way. Um, I assume world domination is the ultimate goal, but <laughs> it, it, <laughs> you know it. <laughs> but like, what what is you know next for Freestyle Love Supreme? Is it the expansion of the academy? You're going to do it in other cities. Um, where do you see this company taking the next movement towards? Definitely expansion of the academy. We're just mm-hmm. going to keep growing and growing. Broadway's coming back. Hopefully, you know, theater's coming back. Hopefully, it, things move in that direction. Just to c- create again. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, in person with people. Yeah. I think one of the reasons Freestyle Love Supreme doesn't go away, <laughs> doesn't <laughs> disappear, doesn't like, you know, turn into a run and then uh, maybe just a revival later. It keeps coming back, I think, because all of us uh, who do it um, are like addicted to it. <laughs> you know, yeah. we love it. We love it. And and it, and it is it becomes a family. We're just playing with our family. And uh, like that creativity, that flow state, that improv thinking is really good for our souls. Like creating is great. 
Um, so we're going to keep doing it. Hopefully there will be a tour, which will put Freestyle Love Supreme in other cities. Uh, and as we go, the Academy is like, oh, we can do it even more. This can be our like regular day job if we're not on stage doing this and we can bring it to other people and hear new voices and new skills yeah. and people bringing new live instruments or new accents or languages to what yeah. we're doing, new stories. Like, yeah, for, for there's us, so many like minded people out there. There's so many more mm -hmm. stories to be told. So there's no reason to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So so we're, we're looking to, um, you know, expand classes come October, I think will be a big kind of burst of like, oh, now we're offering in person classes in New York, but more uh, classes online. And we have amazing facilitators, uh, largely from New York, but also from other places. Um, and they're kind of trained to hit the ground running and uh, really bring skills, but also like a big, we kind of say, open eyes, open ears, and an open heart uh, to to the community. So, yeah, we're, we're Keep a look out. excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you mentioned the classes expanding potentially in, in October, but, like, you've got stuff coming up, like, now. Like, you yeah, know, a lot of stuff launching sure. in June. What, what? Give me the lay of the land. There was something that happened earlier this month. There's a little more happening in May and then a ton of stuff in June. What should people look for in there depending on where their comfort level is like me you know yeah. what are the different well, options are there welcome <laughs> we have our welcome to the cypher course is coming back june 18th 12th and 13th 12th 13th thank yeah. you matt i'm, I'm looking at the press release listen to me oh. see this is why you need to be in the class because you just got his confirmation email <laughs> what <laughs> and that's open to everybody so anyone from any level you don't have to be a rapper you don't have to have ever rapped before maybe you rap in your car and, or in your shower and it just brings you joy just come <laughs> yeah so welcome to the cypher is a two-day workshop and it's kind of our entry level yeah Everyone um, is encouraged to take it. In fact, that that is the gateway to all other classes that we um, that we do. Yeah. And the reason we, we set it up that way is, yes, yeah, we make it very like um, open armed. We kind of uh, de-emphasize uh, making uh, punchlines and rhyming, and really focus on um, sharing yourself and supporting the other people in the room. Um, so it's, it's a blast. It's uh, a Saturday and a Sunday, two and a half hours each day. And then that opens up a whole world of new classes. We have a new class yep. premiering this weekend for people to take and welcome to the cipher. That's all about improv. It's called for the love of improv. Um, and we'll have a, a new one coming out next month. That's about flows and shows. How do you actually go from uh, rapping a little to performing together as a group? Um, and then for our summer, uh, starting in August, we're excited for the very first time to offer all six of our online courses in a row. So you can sign up for Welcome to the Cypher, but that's followed by My Squad, Hooks and Verses, all these awesome kind of Ooh. weekend courses and it'll culminate in an online performance if oh, you wow. so choose it'll uh, <laughs> and you if know, you yeah. if you're still you know tentative about joining we do have a showcase called got your back where you can kind of see what it is that we do mm -hmm. with all of our facilitators and that's happening friday june 18th at 8 p.m and it's called i got pride um, where we're celebrating mm -hmm. Pride Month. So that should be really fun, too. So we've got a lot of things going on. <laughs> yeah, that show is always a blast. Uh, and Young Niece is kind of spearheading that up. It's, it's going to yeah. be great. That's awesome. Well, just a couple more questions to wrap things up. The The buzz around the Broadway incarnation of Freestyle Love Supreme was so much fun. And I remember seeing 
from not just from Broadway, but from off Broadway and, and other performances that the group has done, all of these like celebs showing up and like wanting to get into what it is they just seen on stage. Was there any guest that came backstage after the show or something that was surprisingly or maybe not even surprisingly just like really good at the freestyle stuff? And you're like, oh, well, maybe they're a, a future member of the group. Josh Groban. Oh, <laughs> oh not, where, not where I thought you were going to go. Okay. I mean, the man can sing his face off, but he was good at and he's funny. just making he's a stuff funny up. guy. Yeah. yeah. He's really funny. Yeah. And he, and he has, he has this, uh, self-deprecating, uh, yeah. you know, kind of charm to him. And then, and then, you know, I, I think what's really special about each, each member of the group is everybody has enough of the skills to like hold it down and have each other's back. But then there's usually like a little, what's the little special thing that like UTK has or Lynn has yeah. or Anissa can sing her face off, but then throw down rap like crazy, you know? Um, and for Josh to be game and then have that voice. It was super like, it's, fun. It's out of control. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon was, uh, hilarious and fun. He's, he's, yeah, his, his, that makes his sense. like embarrassed giggling self the entire time, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is great. Helen Mirren was a uh, very uh, oh h- hilarious and regal. Uh, Ian McKellen, I mean, Amber yeah. Ruffin. Oh yeah, yeah. all good people. Mm-hmm. Yes, some of those make sense. Some of them a little surprising. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen, like I, okay, I I, they, I will believe maybe- it. You know, they became the centerpiece for a love song. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of like wrapping around them. But I, I think, um, uh, Ian I wish, was yeah. eating, eating it up, I think. You <laughs> oh know, my God, like, so funny. Yeah. And he had stories about David Bowie performing on the stage oh, we were on. I don't, you know, it's that's just, amazing. Uh, really lucky for us to be around all that talent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Andrew, I want to go back to something you said just because it's been stuck in my head and I'm, I'm curious now. You mentioned doing Super Bowl commercials. What is the one commercial that you did that you are uh, either most well-known or the one you enjoyed the most? Anything that we would remember? He's oh, famous. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I worked I worked on a Dorito spot uh, this year with uh, Matthew McConaughey, where he was uh, <laughs> okay. fat Matthew, um, and <laughs> that that was that was pretty fun. Um, you know, I I did a a, a, sh- a Chevy spot uh, for a car, the Chevy Sonic, uh, kind of back in the day, where we got to do all these stunts with the car, um, and that one I remember just being like incredibly difficult but really fun you know okay go did a music you know we did a music video with yes, Okay Go with them. the car the car went skydiving um i helped find the the song for that which was a song by the band fun which wasn't really well known yeah. until mm-hmm. that came out so that that one was that one was pretty fun i i work with an agency called goodby silverstein and partners and they've they've just been awesome and i kind of can go back and freelance with them sometimes and it's it's a really creative great group of people yeah so I've, as an avid watcher of both the Super Bowl and its commercials, I uh, I had to had to make sure I got that in. But <laughs> well, yeah. uh, you know, actually, there was there was one other one. We worked with Glee uh, with a Chevy spot back oh, in the yeah, day, yeah. so I actually got to work with the Glee cast and like you know doing doing an old jingle of uh, Chevys. So that one's worth. I, I've got some stories uh, from that. <laughs> oh, for, for, I for have another no day. doubt. For yeah, another day. <laughs> no doubt. Off uh, while well, I'm not recording, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> So to, to wrap it up, you guys have given the good sell that the Freestyle of Supreme Academy is open for everybody and mm-hmm. you don't have to be a performer. You can be absolutely terrified and mortified by the entire process. But <laughs> what is it 
that somebody has to have, um, whether they know they have it or not, to come in and really get something out of this process, whether that's as a performer or as a person, what is it that somebody who's going to take part in this has to be ready to do to get the most out of actually going through this process? Oh, that's a good question. I would say just to be open and have a yes and yes and mentality, which I feel like a lot of people have that without knowing just to be open to hearing other people's stories, open to putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, sometimes people aren't willing to put themselves out there and they just have to ease their way into it. Yeah. I don't know. I what do you have to say? <laughs> yeah, I think openness is totally. And, yeah. and, and maybe, um, hopefully a, a kindness yes. as, as well. And, and not just a kindness to others where you listen, you know, listening is as important, if not more important in improv than, than jump speaking, uh, or rapping. Uh, but a kindness to yourself as well. You know, mm -hmm. we, we have this, like our fiercest critics are always going to be ourselves. And that judging part of the brain will kind of shut down the flowing part of the brain. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of what we focus on is like, Hey, how do you say yes to your own flow to blah, 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 saying gibberish and it being okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and quieting that voice. That's like, you can't ever do this. You'll never do this. You'll never be good enough. And that's also like, if you can get to do that in your day to day life and that judging voice gets quieter and your bold creative voice gets louder, if it's healthy, it's, it, it's great for you. Um, yeah. it's great for me. It's one of the main reasons I want to keep doing this. So absolutely. We take the love part and the name pretty seriously. Mm -hmm. I'd say as well, yeah. just trying to spread it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you both uh, for taking the time uh, to let me kind of geek out about all this stuff. I, I love what you guys do, and uh, I'm very excited to see the continued success uh, of Freestyle Love Supreme, whether that's in academy form or in a little teased tour, perhaps. Uh, very excited to see everything that you all do next. and uh, Or in a class with us. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. FLS.academy. <laughs> We're there. Come on, Matt. Yeah. Yes, and follow us on social media at FLS. What is that underscore. called? Underscore. <laughs> academy. FLS underscore Academy. I love it. Yeah, we'll throw all that stuff in the uh, in the show notes for this. But thank you again. Yeah. Uh, thank have you, a great man. rest of your day, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up sometime soon. You too. All thank right. you. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.